You got a team, here's a word of the wise. You want to dominate your league? Go to football, guys. Football. I'm living in a fantasy. Football. football. Got everybody mad at me. Football. Because every game I had to win. Football. I got to be a champion. are back everyone and it is our favorite show of the year snorkel scuba and submarine we're unearthing dynasty gems bloom i wanted to get my pickaxe out but mm-hmm, i was like mm-hmm. ah that'll be a little cheeky and i'm still waking up but my question for you to start this is yeah has dynasty football grown like maybe even exploded because it used to be like oh dynasty you know it's like and five percent of players uh, it mm-hmm. seems like it might have exploded much more over recent years i think that we're seeing at the very least in- incremental growth and where dynasty came in for you for me right colorado pickskin league kind of dynasty right i mean the keepers mm-hmm. yeah. um is that you start out in redraft and you want something more maybe idp maybe get into dfs maybe do some best ball leagues then you want something more and one of the things we do in fantasy football is basically we're staking that we know better, right? We know better than the GMs. We know better than the coaches. We know better than the other teams. But when you know better in a one-year window, and also a one-year window creates more on uh, randomness, right? Injuries. There's a lot of things that can blow up a redraft team. But Dynasty, I remember the, my first Dynasty League and just being so excited at the idea of forever. This is a forever player. You have this player forever and i think that by creating that longer time horizon of either the benefits or the costs of your decisions it creates a much more compelling fantasy football experience and yes i think you're right that the drop off in the off season in terms of interest and of course this drives interest in the draft too so Mm -hmm. hey join us the water's fine yeah the water's fine and i think uh like in the cpl where we have contracts Mm-hmm. um free agents uh, uh auction auction was the first fourier you're like you know you dip your toe in auction it's like well if you're spending your money your fantasy bucks like you want to keep a guy you yeah. want to franchise tag a guy or you know have some sort of practice squad like yes fantasy football is as simple or as complicated as you want it to be and I really think, one, I think draft guys was like, again, you know, we always say it like 10 years too early, but the draft certainly is hitting a fevered pitch because the scouting combine, one, it's tougher to get into than the Super Bowl. And two, I think it might be the most heavily credentialed media event. And mm-hmm. uh, like, that's that's a change from what it used to be, where it was just a super you know, football nerds and uh, that didn't want to stop talking football during the offseason. Yeah, and it's all interesting because, as we talk about, every conversation about football is an on-ramp to every other conversation about football. You talk about the draft and NFL projections, what makes a player a good fit for a team or what makes a player a better prospect, what's fixable, what's not, uh, what things translate to production, which, of course, is what we're mostly concerned with. And it's good. The conversations, again, cease in some ways because we're getting up there. Uh, When the season ended now, I'd like a break. Right. Just a little bit of a break. But I can tell the culture. I'm not trying to be self-aggrandizing when I say this, although I do have delusions of grandeur. Some of the culture that we help create in fantasy football with the audible, everybody, so many other people I could name that also did. It's like we did it alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not stopping. There is no offseason. Cease. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'm right there with you with like, 
Can we take a break? Oh, yeah. nobody's taking a break. No. Oh, yeah. We used to be like that. <laughs> we used to be just like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're back and we're with this show. It is Snorkel Scuba Submarine. We've been doing the Audible for 18 seasons. This is our 18th season. Whew. So uh, our, our show break, can yeah. vote. Yeah. yeah. It can vote now. Um, let's say, what, 15 years? We've Something been doing like Snorkel Scuba Submarine. Yeah. We haven't done it every year. But like, what was the genesis of this show? I think I, I'm sure that I started writing a column on this at Football Guys. And the idea is, I think it starts, I usually write by low sell high weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17. I go position by position because that, and maybe I could even start a little bit earlier, to be honest, because that's the time in dynasty leagues when you know, if you're not going to the playoffs, it's time to cut players that you were just using to help you get through bye weeks or injuries or maybe they would have some speculative value to somebody who's a contender and then you replace them with players that have potential for the future and then cease got to mention willie parker right fast mm. willie parker yeah because i think the other thing is that week 17 back in the day now it's week 18 you do see players who get that opportunity so i'll write these columns in december but we'll see players who get an opportunity in the last week of the season. And maybe this is extending into the next to last week of the season where teams are giving players a little more of a look. And it's after the dynasty waiver wire closes. But then when the dynasty waiver wire opens up again after the Super Bowl or whenever it opens up in your league, you want to be the first one to grab these guys. And I think even um, an FFPC uh, dynasty best ball league that I do, the draft is not just rookies. It's rookies and everybody who wasn't on a roster at the end of the season. You have to cut down to like 14 players. So there's some interesting names. So yes. you're all trying to look for value, the churn, and players who might be on the way up. Those week 17 studs like Willie Parker, who turned into a lot more in the future. Yeah, a lot more in the future. A game against the... Hmm, Titans? Who was it against? Uh, no, it was against the Bills, right? It was against mm -hmm. the Bills. Yeah, whenever the Bills wow. were trying to make the playoffs and the Steelers had nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you mentioned Willie Parker. And uh, now this studio, Liam's room basically, um, is full of comic books, right? But next to me here, I also have um, all Phil Steels for like the last 20 years. I've got uh, some draft guides, like some Lindy's or whatever. It's just kind of references, especially the Phil Steele. Phil Steele is awesome. Um, but in that stack of magazines on this bookshelf next to me, Bloom, is this. And I think of how many people have never even seen this, right? Like this is the old 2007, mm -hmm. back when we did a magazine, footballguys.com. Uh, can you name... Cause we did it for three years and then the fourth year it was like a digital, it was like a CD ROM thing that you handed out at the draft, I believe. Right. That was like 2008 or whatever. So this is a 2007 fantasy football draft guide that uh, used to be able to buy. Do you remember our three cover athletes? Oh, geez. the first magazine. And I have, I think I have it here too. Um, would just said FBG on it mm -hmm. instead of football guys. And that Tiki Barber on it. Tiki. Yep. That was a good Second call one, too had a photoshopped version of reggie bush in a saints uniform wearing the number yes. five yes because you can only do so much with photoshop willie parker was the third and yeah. uh got the interview with him i still have the audio like liam got to talk to him it was pretty cool he was excited because he was like a little boy 2007 so yeah he'd have been seven or eight you got to interview willie parker didn't you mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so uh there you go 
a little trip down memory lane before we go into the trip down snorkel scuba submarine and yes bloom i have written that down so i don't mess it up mm. but let's jump into this thing and we will just talk about the tiers and yeah. we will also then compare tiers there are going to be players that i have a snorkel you have a scuba whatever we're going to talk about it we're going to discuss all these guys and go through them just kind of looking for the forgotten players you know looking for the practice squad players um you know and just kind of preparing for who all is out there now snorkel quarterbacks are quarterbacks just underneath the surface that you've already seen for example bloom but tyler huntley for me yes that's a perfect snorkel quarterback like okay we've seen huntley play it's been kind of bad um but you know is he going to get that opportunity to be more than that snorkel and jacoby Brissett is he maybe like floating on the wall it's like on you know the old guy uh floaty pad where you just sit on it and lounge right because he's not snorkeling he's old guy but jacoby Brissett would be a perfect snorkel quarterback there as well just underneath the surface just a guy that we are you know okay maybe he gets another shot somewhere yeah. uh maybe not so just uh you know surface level snorkel quarterbacks those two are on my list i'm more excited about the deeper we go but yeah there's some quarterbacks that we're just kind of waiting on seeing you know what they do and where they go yeah uh i think that the, and this changes though so i wrote this in week 14 um tyler huntley i had as snorkel although his profiles dropped after he was terrible at the end of the season that being said he could start and he's still on the upslip side of his career mm -hmm. just just in terms of housekeeping, you know, of course, and and again, sometimes you have to cut down in the offseason, keeper leagues, things like that. Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love. I mean, George, if we're thinking this, if we're going to Tyler Huntley, got to bring up Jordan Love. Yeah. Uh, and, and the idea being that these are players who it's not difficult to picture starting this year. You can easily tell a story where week one, these guys are going to start for their team. Uh, I, I think that uh, Bailey Zappi absolutely belongs in this conversation. There was just an item last week or two that yeah the Patriots are open to a competition between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones Bill O'Brien hopefully can get that straightened out can Matt Bill O'Brien fix Mac Jones is one sure. headline that I saw and I was like no <laughs> no no the answer is no Matt Coral again since we look at I mean we, I had him probably, as a scuba guy but yes. sure yeah Kyle Trask well here's the thing right um because of super flex leagues any quarterback who has a some non-zero chance to start for his team is a snorkel quarterback. So I guess that's another thing I should add in here. With the rise of super flex leagues, any starting quarterback has value. I mean, look at when your waiver wires in super flex leagues, how much any quarterback that started, it could be David Blau, you know, any quarterback who gets a start during the season has value. So mm -hmm. I think Kyle, Kyle Trask has put himself on our radar. Sam Howe might be the most interesting name here honestly, uh, because he is the one on a team like Carolina's can do something at quarterback, right? Tampa Bay's probably going to do something yes. at quarterback. Um, maybe. Maybe they go roll with Kyle Trask. There's been a lot do. of like Bruce Arians like, I think they can go with Kyle Trask. Okay. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett's a great name to add here. He played better than people remember. Yes. And, and the Kevin Stefanski offense, you know, um, Drew Petzing, where did he just get hired? He's my, Arizona? I, I believe as offensive coordinator for Jonathan Gannon, right? So uh, Petzing, uh, I believe, was the quarterback coach for Cleveland. I believe so the, I could be off on this, but my point is: so you're looking at quarterbacks 
let's bring up the name Brock Purdy. I mean, if he's, he's probably rostered everywhere in Dynasty because of what he did at the end of the year. But any quarterback who's fluent in the Shanahan offense or the McVay offense or the Kevin Stefanski offense, and there's overlap, is going to get more looks. And Jacoby Brissett actually looked pretty good in that offense. So that exhausts the snorkel. And again, it's a low bar for snorkel quarterbacks because all right. you have to do is just say, hey, is there a chance this guy's going to start next year? Yes. And the great thing about this show as well is like a submarine quarterback last year would have been Brock Purdy. Right. Uh, or at least going into we're talking sure. rookies that year. But anyway, so like now we see something different there. Yes. Do they have a chance to start? Um, and for I guess I, I should ask for forgiveness, Bloom, because like if they're already considered the starter, like a Jordan Love, basically yeah. Jordan yeah. Love's going to start. Right. I just left him off my list because I was like, Jordan Love's going to start. You right. know, Sam Howell's going to start. Uh, yeah. Kyle Trask is going to start. But those yeah. are all interesting names and uh, some excitement around Jordan Love uh, to see what he can do. Certainly, as uh, we'll see wherever Aaron Rodgers goes. Now, scuba quarterbacks, a uh, little level. And again, we're going to cross over with some. Uh, Matt Corral, to me, he would have been my number one quarterback last year. However, he plays with no regard for his personal safety and he's always hurt. And so that's the thing like, okay, Matt Corral's got talent. He's got moxie. He's got leadership skills. He's hurt all the time. Yeah. Scuba quarterback for me. And, you know, it'll take some doing for him to get a shot because Carolina is going to start stacking talent in front of him. Maybe it's a second team. Even I hate to say that after just one year. Uh, but we've already seen it. Like we see, I see him like, uh, you know, it's already been hurt. Um, so there you go to me. Yeah. Cooper rush is still a guy sure. that you could put in the scuba uh, category. And uh, my God, you know, we've seen him play and has been all bad. And certainly I know Cowboys fans love him to death. So he's that type of player. I still have a soft pot for Nate Sudfeld. That makes two days in a row that I brought up Nate yeah. Sudfeld bloom. So, yes, he is a scuba quarterback for me and a quarterback that's like, oh, man, you just I kind of wish he would have stuck with San Francisco, honestly. Um, but we'll see if he gets an opportunity uh, going forward in the NFL. There is Skylar Thompson. Yeah, Skylar Thompson to me. And, and I hope Tua Tungavailoa stays healthy forever and ever and ever. And honestly, very, very succinct bloom. I hope he never has another concussion. Sure. Um you know, that's probably not going to happen. I don't want to be a doomsayer, but like just looking at the history and how concussions get worse and worse and worse, like the chances of Tua never having concussion problems again are pretty slim or none. So behind him, there's Skylar Thompson as a scuba guy for me and a player that you just go, okay, he's got the talent. We saw him start last year. You want to see uh, a little bit more there as well um scuba honestly for me now is drew lock like what happens with drew lock <laughs> where does he go um he was very and talking to seattle people that work for the team like he did not rock the boat at all you know he could have come in and been like you guys traded for me and i'm the man and he didn't do any of that um and i don't think drew's that way i don't think andy's that way his dad like just to the the cloth that he's cut from he's got really really good family really good uh, solid family around him. I know his sister was a college athlete as well, but it's like, okay, so it's not surprising to me that Drew didn't throw a fit in Seattle, but it's like, okay, now 
do you get that opportunity? And then if you do, even if it's brief, what do you do with it? So yeah, I'll put Drew Locke. Soft spot for Drew Locke there as a scuba quarterback. Who you got in this category, Bloom? There's not a lot. Um, and I'll say this. In general, I was, and again, is it just that we're getting older? I wasn't as excited about the names on this list as I have been in previous years. Until we get to tight end. Tight end's always fun. Tight end, you can dream big. Uh, but it, it's not a great year for dumpster diving. That's another format we could use, right? Like you dumpster right. diving at Walmart or you dumpster diving at Neiman Marcus, you know, right. uh, we're dumpster diving, right? And uh, it makes me think, wow, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for rookies because but there's not a lot here. But I think Teddy Bridgewater belongs here. Uh, I mean, he's been there, done that as far as a starting. He's got great problems of his own, but he's, again, fluent in these offenses um you mentioned Skylar Thompson I'll throw him in there too I mean we we have to be open to any quarterback in Miami honestly I mean, Nick Mullins if he ends up there like whoever ends up in Miami whoever's on Miami's roster to start the season Skylar Thompson will be Tua Tungvaluwa should be that could get into talk about fifth year options it's not coming until after the draft but 23 million probably a thumbs up probably maybe they'll tell us a little bit about what they know that they haven't told us uh but the Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, scuba, submarine. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Uh, see, submarine is career. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, as we saw with Geno Smith, the New York market can be rough, you know, as expectations can be rough. He does have tools. He, he absolutely has tools to succeed. He has no confidence right now. So, I wanted to make sure to mention him. Maybe he should be submarine because, yeah, you got to go pretty deep to care about Zach Wilson at this point. Yeah, you got to go pretty deep. And honestly, Bloom, uh, before we get to submarine mm -hmm. quarterbacks, like a lot of these stories are about the players around him. Yeah. You know, like, so it's like, okay, here's the talent. Here's what we remember from college. Here's what we saw in the preseason. But the guy in front of him isn't doing anything or whatever. Or there's you know, a good talent around him like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts probably, I think, I hope, I hope Jalen Hurts was on this show whenever if we did it a couple of years ago. Because that's a good example well, of when, sure, you, yeah. when you have, like it's Miami, right? When you have talent around a quarterback. I, I'm not saying you're going to turn into Jalen Hurts, but for fantasy, it can make them matter. Yeah, it can make them matter. And as I look over the list of practice squad players, it's like, okay. Um, yeah, there's some deep, what is it, time to talk about Jarrett Guantarano? Right. Or EJ Perry uh, yeah. with the Jags yeah. there as well. And if you look at the talent around him, you go, OK, uh, I'm going to uh, talk about Chris Oladakun. Mm. Am I getting that right? And mm -hmm. we've I think we've talked about him before, mm -hmm. uh, but with Kansas City on hit on their practice squad, I believe. And if any of this is wrong, then I blame the Internet. But like Oladakun is incredibly athletic. He's got a big arm. Uh, people might remember the name uh, because you don't get too many players from South Dakota State. Right. Is that the Jackrabbits? I, I think I so. Misremembering mis that. That's another thing about getting old bloomer. I'm like, ah, I think it was the Jackrabbits, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we are at that level where we're going submarine. We're going deep for this sort of talent. And again, kind of the story on some of these deep guys, because if you're holding on, 
I'm not going to ring up Josh Rosen. <laughs> um, yeah. But if, if you're holding on, it's like, okay, well, you made it. You're on a roster, Jake Letton, right, from mm -hmm. on the Saints practice squad or whatever. Uh, but what about the talent around you? If you were to get a shot, uh, what would happen there? What would that look like? And with Olukadun, you're like, okay, well, it might be something there. Uh, it might be something uh, of significance. Um, but other submarine quarterbacks, I want to see if I missed anybody here. We're going to talk about Jake Fromm. Eh, probably not. Not necessarily an Ian Book fan. We didn't bring up Gardner Minshew. I oh, Gardner he Minshew. Well, he was he, a snorkel when I wrote guy, it. Right? When I wrote it, he was snorkel, and then he went down to submarine with his performance. As the <laughs> yes, yes, he went down and down and down. Chris Streveler, you know, there's yeah. a there's a name if we're going submarine quarterbacks there as well. I'm sure. Did you bring up John Wolford yet? Not yet. We talked about him, um, you know, Easton Stick still sure. sticking around. Mm -hmm. uh, there, so some very interesting names uh, that you've uh, we've gone over here. I still I feel bad for Will Greer because he was overdrafted because right. Tepper wanted him bad. He's with the Cowboys now uh, if he's even going to stick in the league. Um, but like Will Greer had skill in college. And then Carolina overdrafted him because Tepper is wants to be Dan Snyder. I'll leave that one alone. Yeah. Um, and then that caused problems. Kid, you know, tried it. What, North Turner quit because you pushed him on him. Uh, if I'm misremembering that, Bloom, please correct me. Uh, Kellen Mond should probably be higher yeah. than Submarine, maybe. Um, but he's definitely, speaking of overdrafted, right? You know, right, um, right. and Felipe Franks. Sure. You know, these type of quarterbacks, this is what you're looking for. I'd say Anthony Brown should be higher than yes. submarine. Yeah. Because we've seen him play, you know, and it looked better than Tyler Huntley. Yeah. So, like this this level is is deeper. Maybe some names people aren't as familiar with, but perhaps you should be because sure. there is some talent here. Well, and again, with super flex leagues. And uh I had um Anthony Brown on my submarine list. And I also think that uh, you mentioned a lot of names, Cease, Felipe Franks, uh, with Trace McSorley, right? Easton Stick, Kellen Mond, any athletic quarterback, any athletic quarterback. I think the NFL is actually, Cease, we finally have gotten to the inflection point where tools are getting a, more of a chance. And I, I mean athleticism, not just a big arm, than being 6'5 and having a big arm. It used to be they want the statue the yes. pocket quarterback. Now teams mm -hmm. want athleticism. So if you have that athleticism, what we're thinking about when we're looking at these players we want to stash is, do they have an actual chance to get an opportunity to show what they can do? Now, you might believe they can do nothing, but every now and then they do surprise us. A few other names. Uh, Jared Stidham. I mean, maybe Jared Stidham should be snorkel after the way he played at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. And this team has no quarterback, by the way. Jared Stidham, I, I, maybe it was an oversight, honestly. he would. And if they get Jimmy Garoppolo, they're still going to go to Jared They're Stidham. still going to need Jared Stidham. And on this, a similar notes, he's Josh Jobs. Josh mm -hmm. Jobs could start week one for Tennessee. Yep. Absolutely he could. If Ryan Tannehill gets traded to the Jets or he gets released, Josh Jobs is, is probably, if he could, like, betting markets, you could bet on who the Titans week one starter. Josh Jobs is on the radar. Uh, and how about, this one's from Matt Waldman. You know what I'm going to say, right? You and I talked about this, I think. Chad Kelly. Mm -hmm. Chad Kelly, why Bring not? Him Bring him Why back, not? Man. He's balling. 
north of the border. Why not? Why not, Chad Kelly? Yeah, why not, Chad Kelly? Um, Ray totally redeemed himself. I mean, if someone... What we need is you need uh, like that Jerry Glanville that you need that crazy yeah. coach. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You need that guy who's like, I got and not Urban Meyer crazy. Right. Like right. good crazy. Like like yeah. Mike Leach, may he rest in peace. Yes. Crazy. Yes. You need that in the NFL. You don't get that much because the good old boy network, which definitely exists in coaching circles. Um, but you need that guy to be like, screw it. Bring in Chad Kelly. Yeah, you know, uh, and it it might it would work. You never know. So stranger things have happened with Vance Joseph hired by the Broncos again. I still remember the day I was going over this with Andrew Mason, Mm -hmm. and I said uh, there was the day before the Halloween party that I asked Vance Joseph, like, "Do you trust Chad Kelly?" Oh man, and he said yes. He went on the record. This was at a press conference. He's like, "Yes, we trust," because it was trending towards them starting Chad Kelly. Yeah. And then he gets drunk and, mm. uh, yeah, gets beat up by a vacuum. And it's well, fortunate it wasn't anything more serious than that. And his story is still a good story. I mean, a, a, a positive story, a story trending in the right direction. His turning his football talent into something that is helping him find his place, meaning, purpose in his life. So wish him luck. I wish all these guys luck. Yeah. He's got the same insurance agent as me. Anyway, ah. uh, let's move on to the running back position. And a lot of these guys are going to get their opportunity uh, this year. Uh, so we're looking at that. What is it? Snorkel. Why did, mm-hmm. I always got to write that down. I always got to write that down. Uh, but You haven't it, taken it, a lot of vacations in the Caribbean, have you? No, no. Uh, <laughs> zero, in fact. So maybe I should. Um <laughs> Right near the beach, boy. All right. Let's go snorkel running backs. And snorkel running backs, I suppose it would be like a cream hunt. Uh, but he's going to start somewhere this year. You know what I mean? Uh, Samaje P. Ryan. How many Yeah. Joe Mixon isn't going to be on the Bengals stories yes. do we need before, you know, the combine? I think there was like three or four stories. And then one, like, right as the combine started, like Joe Mixon. Of course, Samaje P. Ryan. We'll see what happens to him uh, uh, this offseason there as well. So a lot of these players in the snorkel category, you've already seen. Um, So you don't need to. And if they're co-starters, for example, if I look over what Detroit is saying and doing like, okay, Jamal Williams is going to stay. He wants to stay. They're going to keep him. And he's, you know, split in time anyway, scores more touchdowns than DeAndre Swift, who they'll finally use right. Uh, So for me, in these kind of backups, it's it's backups. You know, Alexander Madison, we're gonna see. Sure, I like the I really like the backs behind him. I can't wait till we get to those guys. Yes, but yes, yes. Alexander Madison, he would be on that snorkel list there as well. So when we say these names, don't yawn, don't get bored. We've seen them before. Um, it's just maybe they'll be in new uh, uniforms this next season. So let's go over your snorkel running backs, Bloom. And P. Ryan absolutely belongs on this list. He's going to be a free agent, but the Bengals will be really smart to bring him back. And yeah, make especially him... if they get rid of Mixon. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I think P. Ryan is the leader on this list, and it's a short window at running back. I mean, if you just get four startable games out of a running back, then it was worth carrying him on your roster to see what P. Ryan can do. Uh, and another older back, because you know, I'm going to bring him up. Naeem Hines. Why not Naeem Hines? Really, why not? Uh, we'll see what happens with Devin Singletary in free agency. We'll see what happens with James Cook. 
But Naeem Hines is a player I think maybe Buffalo will use him more. Maybe, maybe no one will. Younger guys, uh, staying with the Bengals theme, Chris Evans. Uh, there was a time that he was generating buzz, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. the, the door's open for him. Again, Joe Mixon, unlikely to be back. I think it was Jay Morrison from The Athletic saying it's more of a certainty than a possibility that Mixon's going to be uh, cut. Uh, Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong. And the the Patriots, I know Ramondre Stevenson, you know, go ahead, take him in the third or fourth round of your draft. I'm not going to do it. Go ahead. Uh, Pierre Strong looked good last year. Yeah, he, Damian Harris should be a snorkel now that I, yeah. I look over that situation because he'll go somewhere else. But yeah, right. so, and Pierre yeah, Strong I had in Scuba, but either way, that's an interesting yeah. backfield. Well, it, because he, he popped, and boy, does this offense need something, anything. Jesus. This offense, yes. anything, yes. anything. So Pierre Strong is interesting. Uh, and probably my favorite name on this list, I mean, I, I mean, Naeem Hines is one of my favorite guys. You know, you have your type, I have my type of running back. But can we talk about Jerome Ford? Can we talk about Jerome Ford? Because Kareem Hunt's gone. He's not going to be back in Cleveland. Uh, Dearness Johnson, free agent, probably gone. I think they were trying to trade him last year, right? They like Jerome Ford. Remember, Jerome Ford was Alabama recruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jerome Ford's got the goods, okay? Uh, he's going to back up Nick Chubb. You never know when the injury bug is going to bite. And this is a good running game, of course. I think Jerome Ford has got a chance to matter a lot in fantasy leagues next year. Yeah, and De'Aaron Johnson should have been a snorkel for me because we've seen him play. And even if yeah. it wasn't against the Broncos, it's been really good. Jerome Ford, to me, scuba leads off the scuba uh, list. And by the way, just for all the Desmond Ritter fanboys, it's like Cincinnati wasn't a bunch of slappies. Yeah. Alec like, Pierce. R- yeah, r- Cincinnati had a bunch of players on that team. So... Like, yes, Desmond Ritter. Look at what Desmond Ritter did when he faced better competition. And, oh, boy, Atlanta, that's your guy, huh? Okay, all right. Uh, So, yes, Jerome Ford certainly at the top of this list. Um, For me, you know, already Khalil Herbert's going to start next year. Oh, yeah. He's far past that. There is a player behind him, though, I want to talk about in the next section. So these are my scuba running backs. And Mm -hmm. scuba tuba? Right, Chuba. It's, yeah. it's about the same. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he will be a scuba, I suppose. If we're gonna take, I should have put Gus Edwards in snorkel, yeah. but like whatever. Justice Hill scuba, maybe. Stop trying to make Justice Hill a thing. Yeah. Um, I think we've I think we've seen enough there as far as that goes. Um, moving further on in the scuba level, this is where you will see the. Um, how about your? <laughs> Ronald Jones is yeah. scuba now, right? Um, you know, Joshua Kelly, Isaiah Spiller. I think both of those, they're not submarine guys. They're scuba guys. So we'll continue to see how that uh, goes there with the Chargers behind him. I believe Zamir White, uh, Josh Jacobs should stick with the Raiders. Right. If he doesn't watch Zamir White, very talented player. Um, you know, and I would have him around the Jerome Ford type of level. I like Zamir White a lot. Maybe don't like his situation as much as Ford's situation, but certainly something to watch there. Oh, screw it, because I don't think they're submarines. Kenny Wangwu and Ty Chandler. Yeah, yeah. I love, love, love Ty Chandler. Like, love him because he's fast and he's got after contact ability. 
but not because of size. Um, think more Michael Carter, and this is the same backfield. He's the Tar Heel, just like Javante and Michael Carter. He was the third guy. Ty Chandler's there. He does a lot of similar things. Not like Javante, but Michael Carter was great after contact as well, and he's a speed guy. Uh, I suppose, hell, I should probably talk about Michael Carter at yeah. some point. Um, you know, Zonovan Knights was probably more snorkel than scuba. Mm-hmm. But that situation's one to watch. Speaking of cluster, I mean, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, like, yes, uh, Trey Sermon. Yes. He can get it. I mean, there's yep. a scuba guy, uh, 1000% scuba guy. I don't think we want anyone in the backups for the Steelers, but um, to me, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is still a scuba guy and he's learned how to pass block. That's his problem. Black, pass block block. Um, Jarrett Patterson, more than a submarine guy. Uh, so Jarrett Patterson always gets some love here, and we've seen some glimpses from him as well. Seattle, take your pick. You know, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, what mm-hmm. have you. I still like Tony Jones or even Darwin Thompson, but those are more submarine guys. So, yeah, some scuba names, yeah. interesting situations, Bloom. And, uh, you know, I think running back's a little more robust than quarterback was. Well, it's a more robust because all you need is opportunity. No matter what we think of a guy – this is just think of the waiver wire during the season in your redraft league. If they just get opportunity, no matter what you don't think he can play, it doesn't matter if the offense is good or sometimes not even if the offense is good. And there are some players, CC mentioned guys like uh, Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell's postseason, I think, should put him back on everyone's radar, especially Miles Sanders is a free agent. Uh, is Have they dropped down onto this list, right? Because there's some players, Samir White, I mean, he was drafted in every rookie draft. So that's something to think about. Dante Foreman would be a guy like he would be not just snorkel i mean he's he's up there on the surface uh you should know about him you know the panthers are gonna bring him back chuba hubbard so some of my scuba names and it's so i want to make sure to mention this because opportunity is so important free agency hasn't happened yet draft hasn't happened yet player movement hasn't happened so that there this is going to be a fluid list whether someone's snorkel scuba submarine it's fluid just know monitor these names monitor these backfields right you mentioned trey sermon absolutely and let me use trey sermon as a moment to bring this up when you see that a team is carrying somebody as a healthy scratch all year that means they see something in them Mm -hmm. roster spots are immensely valuable and i know the practice squad rules have gotten a little more liberal with older players and like you can have a guy on the practice squad uh, it doesn't have to be a developmental player. You can so. still steal guys away, though. Yeah. So my point, though, is that teams jealously guard their roster spots. Mm-hmm. When you are using a roster spot on a player who doesn't even come close to sniffing the field, that means somebody in the organization, and it might be somebody who's wrong, okay, but somebody in the organization who is important says, this guy's got potential. That's Trey Sermon. I'm going to say T- Jalen Warren. Cease. I know you just kind of brushed off the Steelers backups. I'm going to say Jalen Warren. Wasn't there a moment this year that you wondered whether the Steelers saw Warren Harris closer than we did? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Warren's more should have been more snorkel for me than Scooter. Sure. By the way. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's mainly, I mean, Warren looked good. And the other thing is, I just, these things change like whiplash, right? It's stuck. You know, Harris is the first round pick. Warren's the undrafted free agent. Warren's the backup. Harris is a clear starter until one week. He's not (laughs) right. It just changes. And it's like this stuff happens so quickly. So I think that Warren has to stay on our radar for sure because of that. Uh, How about Gary Brightwell? Why not Gary Brightwell? 
he looked pretty good when he got some touches. Is Saquon Barkley going to be back? Probably. He is probably going to be back. Uh, but I still think that any of these situations where we have uncertainty, who's on the roster? Well, Gray Brightwell's on the roster. Um, Keontae Ingram, I know you love him, Cease. I mean, submarine, but yeah, I love him. James Connor, you know, it's just he's going to miss games. Ingram's the backup. Um, speaking of, has he fallen as far? Chase Edmonds. What is his future with the Broncos? Uh, he's got six million non-guaranteed, but so they'll restructures deal to stick around, and he'll be there, Kamara. Unless yeah. they were to draft a Tajay Spears. Sure. I always want to say Sharp. Damn you, Tajay Sharp. But yeah. anyway, Tajay Spears. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, Edmonds will be there, Kamara. Yeah, I mean, he's the point is, with Javante Williams, maybe. Can, can I just do a quick sidetrack? So what is this, Cease? Is, is Javante Williams ready? Is he on track for week one? Because Hell you know, no! Hell, George <laughs> Payton's such a liar. Like, uh, I'd get in trouble for saying that. But, like, stop... Stop massaging things, George. Like, we all know the truth. Javante is not going to be ready for week one. Yeah, anyway. So that's why, again, I'm bringing up Chase Edmonds. And another item this week that makes sense, right? Uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Now, they're going to be free agents. Mm -hmm. But we know this Miami backfield is going to produce whoever it is. Miles Gaskin, Slavin Ahmed, whoever you want to throw out there. Any Miami running back. Anyone, any running back on the Miami roster is at least a scuba. So if Mostert and Wilson are being mentioned as, Hey, the team could bring them back. And wouldn't it be just like a Shanahan coaching tree guy to say, well, I'm going to spend 2 million or $3 million on a running back. That's it. I'm going to give each of these guys a minimum contract yep. and we'll be fine. Yep. But look at the proliferation of that offense. Like if you're a Shanahan back, you're going to get work. Yeah. And you're going to be productive. <laughs> yes. You're going to be productive and you're going to be a name to know. And now the chat room, bringing up a couple names, I sure. believe was at uh, Jordan. Uh, Snoop Connor, yeah, Snoop Connor was brought up, and then Jordan Mason uh, is a good one too. Quinn asked us about Rashad White. Rashad White, not even a snorkel for me. Oh, he's gonna start. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's so like Rashad White is stud, super amazing, all that kind of stuff. But Snoop Connor, you know, should have been scuba. I don't think he's submarine. I don't think he's submarine, baby. No, I mean, we'll watch what's going on with Jacksonville and their backup running backs too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and again, I think with running back. It's to be agile. Stay on your toes. Don't get married mm-hmm. to certain players and certain talents. Watch right. what the teams are showing us about their backfields, what they think of these guys, because we have a lot to change. This is your starting point, but it's all written in pencil. Yeah. Uh, I I get so sad when guys have to fall off the submarine list, like oh, John Kelly. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to talk yeah. about John Kelly anymore, although I just did. Yeah. Um, Keontae Ingram, who I do love. Yes, I love him. He punishes the ground. Um, Keontae Ingram, he is a submarine for me. Should be higher. But uh, mm-hmm. let's go there. Oh, we'll tie a little love for Patrick Taylor, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, Jake Funk still kicking around. He'll be a submarine guy for me there as well. You know, other players that we can move on from, like a Royce Freeman. You know, like, okay, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. LaMichael P. Ryan, interesting with the Chiefs. Like, I'll take that all day, right? I want to see how that goes. Somebody mentioned in the chat room, Britton Brown. I yeah. believe the Raiders had him all season yeah, long yeah, as well. Yeah. The chat room was saying that. So, yes, of course, he's on the list. Again, watch how they carry these backs. I still love Malcolm Brown, although <laughs> I, I think his skill set's kind of, of uh, uh, days gone yeah. by. 
Yeah. If Malcolm Brown would have played in the nineties, he'd have like 2000 yard seasons. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's, that's how the nineties backs were. I already mentioned Kenny Wangwu and Ty Chandler because I love yeah. them so. So, yeah. yes, keep an eye there on those guys. What, Kennedy Brooks? Um, yeah. We haven't brought up James Robinson. I wonder what's going to happen with oh. James Robinson. He's certainly not a submarine guy. and you know More snorkel-ish. We'll see where he goes there. Um, man, I still can't believe Jonathan Williams is kicking in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, I will throw out some love for Jonathan Williams there. Still with the commanders. But it's a young man's game, and there's a flood of great young running backs coming to the league this year. So, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys or, or running backs. Running backs. Or running backs. Yeah. yeah. Or running backs. Let's talk a little submarine, baby. Uh, Darwin Thompson's still submarine there sure. as well. Sure. Another Matt Waldman favorite. And look, uh, and I don't I want to sidetrack us too much. We're going to go over an hour. Can you tell the stuff that we really love talking about? This yeah. is this is like the yeah. roots of the audible. Like if there's players that if there's players that nobody else has heard of, but you're listening to the show and you like this stuff. This is this is the roots of the audible here. Real quick, Cease, real quick. What happened to Royce Freeman? Confidence. Confidence. Philip Lindsay broke him basically because Philip Lindsay is like char like charged, right? Like he's just fired up about everything. And Royce was supposed to be the guy to replace cj anderson yeah and then when they got to camp and like philip phil would not let up at all he was just yeah. like taking everything taking everything taking everything and royce just got shattered with his confidence and was never the same again that should have been his nickname phil don't let up Lindsay. Mm -hmm. for uh, two years okay um, but again look at that look how phil went from back-to-back -back thousand yard rushing to like out of the we haven't even brought him up dude right we're not even bringing him up that's sad we are gonna bring up Deion jackson right mm -hmm. he showed he belongs he was good as a receiver uh, he's behind jonathan taylor but you know we'll see julius chestnut and i guess hassan haskins like much like zamir white he was probably drafted in rookie drafts so might have been dropped i'm not sure that chestnut isn't better than haskins but we got to watch that with the cliff coming up for Derrick Henry, even Dontrell Hilliard, who got hurt last year, was looking good. Maybe he should be higher. Malik Davis, Malik Davis looked pretty good. Now, I would guess the word on Ezekiel Elliott, what was it, Cease? Nobody will even pay more than the league minimum for him except the Cowboys. So expect the Cowboys and, and Elliott to come to some agreement for him to like save face. Here's a couple million dollars. You're still part of the backfield. Right. But Malik Davis could pass him this year. Um, and I'm not going to bring up Darrington Evans. I'm going to bring up Tristan Ebner. But mm -hmm. just watch again, Dave Montgomery. If he doesn't come back, Khalil Herbert, uh, maybe draft, maybe someone Dave else. Montgomery could wind up in Denver. The running backs coach coached him in Iowa State. Interesting. Uh, um, was Kenny Wongwu Iowa State? Am I remembering that correctly? Kenny Wongwu, not Iowa State. Oh, my Iowa brain. State. Anyway, you so. mentioned you mentioned Wongwu. Uh, Ty Chandler was Iowa. No, was Ty. See, you were saying that you're hearing me. My, my brain is all crossed. Ty Chandler was North Carolina. North Carolina. Sorry, I mentioned how him, Michael Carter, and Javante all you know shared that backfield. So Wongwu and Chandler again with Madison a free agent. We'll see what happens. Uh, oh, Wongwu was Iowa State. Damn it. See, now my brain's hurt. Cyclones, baby. Um, <laughs> look, the thing about Nwangwu and Chandler is not just that Madison's a free agent, and it's not just that Dalvin Cook is the running back ahead of them. Uh, Cook is finally having his shoulder repaired, by the way, or maybe both shoulders. I don't know. Um, I think, see, I could be wrong about this. I think that there was a different buzz, if you were listening, that Minnesota wants speed at running back. They want a different kind of running back than they were looking for uh, when it was the Kevin Stepanski offense in the mm -hmm. previous, in the, in the Kubiak, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
By the way, just because I mentioned this, because boy, are we getting old, Cease. How wild is it that Kyle Shanahan's co-pilot is Clint Kubiak? It's like mm-hmm. everything is a circle. Time is a flat circle. Shanahan and Kubiak. And Kubiak. Are Again. we going to get to the third generation of Shanahan and Kubiak? Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Um, Clint Kubiak, who I saw at the Shrine game in 2010. Uh, yeah. He was a safety for Colorado State. He wasn't real good. But anyway, um, yeah. Does that, uh, does that wrap up your submarine, that's, guys? And that's it for the submarines. We can go back up to the surface for wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my! I need some uh, brain stuff. It's the brain yeah. pain, Coach. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenny Wang, who was Iowa State. There you go. All right, Cyclones. And by the way, mm-hmm. since people love the idea of David Montgomery in Denver, the running backs coach also coached Kareem Hunt at Toledo. Ooh, the Broncos will be adding a running back this offseason. Yeah. And George Payton was just saying the GM thing of Javante's on track. I'm not saying he's a liar, just in case. Take that trouble. back. Right. <laughs> just in case my key to the building doesn't work. <laughs> I didn't mean he was a liar. I just meant like, okay, yeah, he had to say what he had to say. He's on track. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but when you say he's on, here's my problem. It's always a Broncos show. When you say he's on track and then he's not, then you have to say, like, did, was there a setback or whatever? Yeah. Like, you just set it up the wrong way. You yeah, should, the expectations. You, know, you should push it back. You know, hey, we're working on it. Hopefully he can be on track and, you know, we'll see. We get closer to the summer. Like, there's ways to answer that question without saying, like, Javante's on track. No, yeah. no, no. Anyway uh wide receiver position is who we go and we go to the snorkel wide receivers and again these are names you're gonna already know rondell moore like snorkel to me you know him he's right there he's just waiting to do more um terrace marshall terrace marshall Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. criminally underrated yeah like criminally underrated he's good so get him a god blessed quarterback for the love of god please Somebody do something. Tim Patrick, don't forget about Tim Oh, Pat. yeah. He'll be back this year, and he could play the Michael Thomas role. Um, I don't think they trade Jerry Judy, although there are conversations about somebody getting traded for them to add uh, draft capital. It is a Bronco show. Calvin Ridley, not yet oh, yeah. stated by the league, but snorkel for sure. And on that offense, my God, and God bless Zay Jones. And God mm-hmm. bless Christian Kirk. Yeah, but when but you looked over they... Jacksonville and uh, God bless Evan Ingram, like when you looked over him last year, like, what are they doing? They're paying a bunch of money. And then it worked. Like, I really want to see Calvin Ridley. Please just reinstate him. Yeah. Okay. He'll, he'll be reinstated. You, the NFL, you're in bed with everybody. Okay. You're in bed with MGM and FanDuel and DraftKings and all that. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Whatever. Um, there's so many, so many ways I could go with that conversation. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so snorkel, snorkel wide receivers aren't as interesting. Yeah, it's not. Again, again we've, we've seen these guys, KJ Osborne, whatever. Like we've seen right. these guys. Yeah. Um, and Calvin Ridley, just as a note, by the way, he's going in the fourth round of best ball drafts right now. Fourth round. Mm. So he's he's lying on the beach. He's sunning himself on the beach right now. Uh, in terms of, I mean, that's really, wow. I mean, that's pretty aspirational uh, because of this offense. But yeah, he's going to replace Marvin Jones and bring a lot of life to this offense. Uh, lead off with Khalil Shakir. Slam dunk. Scuba for me, but great he's talent. Coming. He's mm-hmm. coming. He's coming. Denzel I almost Mims. had uh, Julia make him our uh, thumbnail. 
Yeah. Because I love Khalil Shakir. Oh, he's going to be good. He's going to be so good. Uh, and Buffalo doesn't trust rookies. So there's that's nothing, <laughs> There's no bad sign that he didn't play. Mackenzie Crowder, it's, it's, Shakir's coming. Uh, Denzel Mims. Denzel, Denzel Mims and Ter- Terrace Marshall, I think, are two guys that we have to say, just because their teams didn't think they could play or had to motivate them, Brandon Ayuk, like had to motivate them in some way, Tatum Bell. That doesn't mean that they still can't play. Like what you saw at LSU, what you saw of Denzel Mims in college, like those guys can play. Um, I'm going to mention Paris Campbell, going to be a free agent, just can't stay healthy. And remember, the Colts offense, I'll mention Alec Pierce. He should be on a roster too. I don't know if we could really evaluate anybody in the Colts offense last year, honestly. Remember what a debacle the second half of the season was? So Paris Campbell, uh, we'll see what kind of money he gets free agency. Um, Darius Slayton, see what kind of money he gets in free agency. Uh, how about Calvin Austin, Cease? The IR before the season. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's how the, I believe that's how the uh, Ravens ended up with Isaiah Likely. Uh, was the Steelers took Calvin Austin right in front of them. And Calvin Austin's good. Calvin Austin's yes. going to be a fun addition to the Steelers' offense. Well, as fun as the Steelers' offense can be. I'm going to mention John Mechie and Nick, Nico Collins, probably on a roster. But remember this. The Texans' passing game is going to get a lot better. It's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I don't think they're going to take Anthony Richardson. Yeah, the Texans will be in on Richardson. It doesn't seem like a Texan. I don't think they should be necessarily. I don't. I, I, that's because Young should be staring right at him. Yeah, I mean Bryce and, Young with his talent. Please don't be scared of him being five yeah. ten. Right, right. And I wonder if no, if nobody is going to blink, and the Bears are just going to have to take the number one pick, just select it, just use the selection. Uh, I think that if that if there was a, a betting market, cease with odds on who's going to take the number one pick, I would take the Bears as the bet, assuming that the odds are low right now, that people think, oh, they're going to trade the pick, because I don't know if anyone's going to blink. I don't know if I mean the Texans have to believe that someone's going to be motivated enough to trade ahead of them to get Bryce Young. I might take the it's tough. I mean, you have to have nerves of steel to take that gamble. But yeah, and if it's CJ Stroud, that's still a massive improvement in pocket passing. Um and I, I'll save the other guys for Scuba. I had, yeah, I had some other names yeah. here. But, I mean, and again, not as exciting, Cease. Not as exciting as in no. years past. I think maybe Calvin Austin and, and Khalil Shakir are my favorite guys uh, on this list. Yeah, Khalil Shakir was a Scuba for me. That's where I'll kick off. And I, the talent's right there. He attacks the ball in the air. He's that dude. He's a he's a dog, right? He's going to go get it. So Khalil Shakir is a Scuba for me. He's on that list. Um as we continue on, uh, Shy yeah. Smith, who we've seen a little bit from, sure. Shy Smith, uh, Senior Bowl, I believe, top of my head is where I saw him. There's your drink. So, Shy Smith, I'm always going to throw out some love for him there as well. Uh, as we move further down the scuba list, as we go, and you've mentioned some that uh, were in the snorkel level, that's fine. We'll continue on with that. Um, Romeo Dobbs. Romeo, where mm-hmm. art thou, Romeo? He's more of a scuba for me. Maybe he should have been snorkel. Uh, but either way, him, Kalisha Care attacks the ball better than Romeo oh. does. But there's silky smooth athleticism there with Romeo Dobbs. So uh, you check that out. You already went over the Texans guys. Mechie would have been uh, my scuba guy. And everyone should be a John Mechie fan, just period. Play with Bryce F- Young, right? F Cancer. Yeah, I believe he did. So there you go. F Cancer, everybody. Um, moving further down the list as we go, and we've already seen your Josh Palmer's, you know, mm-hmm. watch that situation. DeAndre Carter, 
Um, cause I don't think Keenan Allen will be back this year. So that's going to open up some opportunity for one of those chargers guys behind him. Where's my Ben Squarneck love. Yeah. He should have been uh, more snorkel than scuba, but either way, going further down, I, I thought of this yesterday and I kind of smiled bloom. Mm-hmm. Tyquan Thornton, I'm going to talk positively about. Like when they took him in the second round, and the Patriots have usually been god awful about drafting wide receivers. Let's get into Kill Harry. Um, But Tyquan Thornton, when they took him in the second round, and I saw him on the All Star trip. I can't remember where now. I think it was senior as well. I mean, he's a one trick pony, but that trick's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) That uh, trick's pretty explosive. Um, and we saw some flashes from Taekwon. So, yeah, maybe shoot him at Snorkel instead of Scuba. But, yeah, I wanted to bring him up in a positive light. When I thought of that yesterday, I just kind of chuckled a little bit. I love Denzel Mims. I wish he wasn't I, – I wish he had a fresh start somewhere else. Maybe he'll get that yeah. fresh start. But, like, he just he just doesn't fit. Uh, speaking of attacking the ball. And when he was at the Senior Bowl, Mims actually did outperform Michael Pittman that year. Mm-hmm. So like, again, doesn't mean he's better than Michael Pittman, but like there's something there and it's just, it's yeah. getting lost. It's fit. Everybody, the dirty secret in the NFL is it is all about fit. How do you fit with your team? Uh, Diame Brown is going to make my scuba list here as well. I'll throw in D Eskridge. There's another Seattle yeah. player that I really, 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 really want to talk about that submarine though but I'll throw in some love for D Eskridge in the scuba wide receivers. Yeah. And I think that uh, underscoring some of these names is until we affirmatively see that someone can, but it also might be because the team is just wrong. Uh, bring up David Bell here. I'm bring up David Bell because we know Deshaun Watson loves his slot receiver. He loves mm-hmm. you know, Hunter Renfro. That's why I thought Kiki Cutie was going to be good. No, I'm not going to bring up Kiki Cutie. Wait, I just did. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, he's back as an exclusive rights free agent. He was good enough to start. And by the way, you know, Khalil Shakir is part of the reason Isaiah Hodgins was even available for the Giants. Um, LaVisca Chenault, got to bring up Visca. We're going to bring up all the Titans receivers, right? Everybody who's on yeah. the Titans except for DJ Moore, if they right. can get a quarterback. Rashid Shahid, and I, he shouldn't even be on this show, right? But because he was an undrafted free agent, because he's a little guy, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who produces the way he did in his rookie year should not even be on this show. But I don't think people noticed it. I don't think people took it seriously. So I got to uh, bring him up. Um, he's past Marquez Callaway as our guy. I'm going to bring up Greg Dorch. Again, production. Production. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent. Why not Greg Dorch? Uh, we'll see where he ends up. To bring up Justin Ross, maybe he's more submarine, but yeah, I mean he he needs to be brought up. He needs to be on this show somewhere. Uh, Antoine as uh, Wesley, remember he was going to start basically. I think until the Cardinals brought back AJ Green, you know, he was going to be in a decent sized role. And by the way, DeAndre Hopkins wants to be traded, so keep that in mind. I also had D Eskridge here again under that heading of we haven't seen affirmatively that he can't play. So I'm still open to the possibility that he was worth that second round pick and it just might take a little while. Yeah, might take a little while for names that you're going to already be familiar with. And maybe some people will roll their eyes, but like, okay, Andy Isabella, what the hell happened to oh, you? Geez. Um, you know, like obviously you were overdrafted and just because a player was overdrafted, that's not on them. You right. know, that's on some it lasted longer than Hakeem Butler. Uh, some boneheaded GM. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I, I will save my opinion on Steve Kime in that situation. 
for a different show, Bloom. Uh, Auden Tate, the, the big receiver that year. Oh, Keyshawn yeah. Johnson, Isaiah Coulter, right? The All these names. I still love Darice Fountain. I still do. Yeah, uh, Joe Reed's healthy, got speed. Yeah. Joe Reed's got a ton of speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valuse Jones, you know, yeah. there, there's some playmaking ability there. Um, so as I go through this list and I go through these names, like this is just the chances. And no, Brandon, I'm not going to bring up Montreal Washington. I'm going to bring up Jalen Virgil who's way better than Montreal Washington and should have been drafted. Uh, But Jalen Virgil, uh, returner, brings that speed. He's got some strength to his game there as well. Virgil, a favorite of mine on that uh, staff there as well. Khalif Raymond should be more than Submarine uh, because he's produced. Speaking of production, it just, you know, we know what Khalif's going to do, and I always appreciate Khalif. Trinity Benson. You know, there's a Submarine guy for you there as well. Vincent Smith, without the vowels, uh he is of course still got that speed so yeah okay submarine we're talking deep guys here as well yeah uh amir smith marset that was a sneaky pickup by kansas city right kansas city amir smith marset and you go okay so why didn't it work out and now kansas city's got him like oh kansas city's got him i'm going to pay attention to that that is a name uh that you need to know I'm waiting to get to my guy with Seattle. Just uh, double check. I know you and I have the same. You guys have the same guy. It's Kate Johnson. He's Miles Morales. Everyone like Kate Johnson can freaking play. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's body control. It's uh, like I said in the Senior Bowl show. It's like all the nuances that you see. Kate Johnson gets it because he can work the sideline. He can work the back of the end zone. He knows how to set up his routes. He's just waiting for his opportunity. And yes, at the Senior Bowl, I said Kay Johnson is like Miles Morales. Um, you know, Spider-Man. That's who he is. Yeah. So I love Kay Johnson. I'm going to finish he, on Kay Johnson. He's a jackrabbit, right? Uh, don't do not do this game with me, Bloom. <laughs> I, Dallas Goddard. There's a jackrabbit for you. Uh, Definitely yeah, a jackrabbit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we actually have... I'll, I'll, I'll do the little poker game with you. I'll see your Ben Skronik and raise you okay. Jacob Harris. Okay. Yeah. Too many injuries, well, but is he a tight end? Is he a wide receiver? receiver. That's All the right. thing. Like, is All it, right. I think the last on? time we checked, he was a wide receiver, but I don't know. I'll see your K Johnson, who I also liked. I had him maybe my favorite undrafted receiver, and I'll raise you Dariq Young. Dariq Ooh, Young. I didn't bring up Frank Darby either because Frank, Darby, Frank Darby, Darby were both yep. of mine uh, senior bowl guys. So yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I'm Frank, done. I'm Frank. Done. No, no. Well, this is, again, we love this. Nobody's even listening anymore. See, this, you know, we used to say, <laughs> we like to say, we would do this show if it's just for us. This, this one really is just this for is us. Just for us, yeah. Um, uh, Dariq Young is unbelievable athlete. Go, if you like measurables, go look up his measurables right now. I don't know if people caught this. Season. They were using him as like an H-back, fullback. You know, they had him line him up in the backfield. They were doing some stuff with him. So I like that. I like that he, again, roster spots. I'll give you another one. Eric Ezukonma. He's the big, basically, for Miami. He's the outside big. Sent a fourth-round pick on him. Barely used him. Still on the roster. Uh, you mentioned uh, Romeo Dobbs. How about Samari Torre? Again, mm-hmm. still on the roster. Now, uh, is Alan Zard going to come back? Now, Christian Watson's the man there, obviously. Um, and last, I'll end. See, I'll end on Danny Gray. I'll end on Danny Gray. I still think he could be this year's Darnell Mo- or last year's Darnell Mooney. Uh, actually, I'm not going to end on Danny Gray. I got one more. Uh, Dan- but Danny Gray, speed, 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 speed. And you add that element to an offense that has Samuel, Kittle, Ayuk, and that running game. 
McCaffrey, obviously. Danny Gray could have like 12 catches for 600 yards and five touchdowns. You know, I mean, just to put him in, let him outrun everybody, let Trey Lance or Tom Brady or whoever try to outthrow the back end of the defense. Last guy I'll mention, and this is because I want to bring up the IDP show and just some of my favorite, favorite people in the world that I got to do that show with them, The Shed and Bowling Green. Uh, and actually, Josh Raymer, who I love, sent me the book, um, Across the River, about the amazing, and it's a gut-wrenching book, the Edna Carr football program down here in New Orleans. New Orleans hotbed of football development. Racy McMath uh, over there with Tennessee, kind of like Russell Gage. You know, went to LSU, incredibly athletic. They're not really quite sure what to do with him coming out, but they know he's worth a roster spot, can help on special teams. We'll figure out where he fits. Edna Carr, uh, the book's called Across the River. I recommend it to everybody, and it's going to surprise you. I promise you, there are, there are things, if you think you know football culture, if you think you know how it works in these high school football programs, if you think you know how it works in football programs where kids are in, growing up in high-risk, tough environments, you're still going to learn a lot from that book across the river. So I'm glad that Racy McMath got brought up in the chat room so I could bring up that book and Josh Raymer and the IDP show and my friends there. Mm. Brandon brings up Justin Ross. We didn't bring up Justin. Ross. I brought him up. No, no. He's oh, like, you brought up, up scuba. Oh, what scuba? Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> It'd be more submarine for me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Ross all day, all day, baby. I can't believe yeah. you brought him up. Yeah, every scuba. day. Yeah. Every day. All right. Uh, are we ready for tight ends? Oh, no. I mean, this is the best part, right? Like, see, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I mean, maybe one or two of these guys are going to matter. Now, tight end, the elevator goes up real fast to tight end if you can get your foothold. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting to note how many tight ends this year had instant impacts. Yeah. You know, usually we don't see that um, from the tight end position, but this year, uh, was a little bit different. And speaking of tight ends, this incoming class of tight ends, as we've mentioned, is phenomenal. Very good. Very good. So um, some of these guys are going to get pushed out. Uh, that's kind of the nature of the NFL. Like it's a machine, everybody. So let's go over some snorkel guys. I kind of almost want to do everything at once, but either let's way, let's do it. Let's do it. it. Let's do it. Let's do it all, baby. Let's do it all yeah. because we're there are so many. We are over an hour. Um, YouTube be damned. Uh, Isaiah likely. I love him. Uh, yeah. I love Isaiah likely like it. And I think we all need to look forward to, um, you know, Hey, I hope Mark Andrews plays forever and ever and ever and ever. But if anything were to ever happen, Isaiah likely can take over and be, I'll say it just, he was good. a good blocker. He was yeah. actually a really good blocker last year too. And he was yeah. drafted to be a weapon. Yeah. He was drafted to be a weapon and he can do it all. Uh, is Dalton Schultz going to move on? perhaps to the Broncos. Right, right. Uh, Jake Ferguson is right there to do his thing at, at the, the tight end position for them. Cincinnati, imagine if Cincinnati had a tight end that was worth a damn. Or imagine if Devin Asiasi <laughs> right. was able to like play and develop there. We are doing everybody bloom, so I'm just yeah, kind yes, of yes, yes. Throw, throwing stuff. Harrison Bryant, right? We're waiting yeah. to see more there as well. I think one of the the largest, if they don't address tight end, and I believe they will, but if they don't, one of the largest beneficiaries of the hiring of Sean Payton is Albert Okawebenom. Easily, hands down, period, point blank, Albert O instead of them. We don't know what to do with him. Like, he will be utilized. And Greg Dulcich just, uh, he's one trick pony and he's injury prone. I love Jelani Woods. Love yeah. Jelani Woods. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to take this time to highlight 
the guys behind Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And Travis Kelsey, and there's two names behind him. Yes. Noah Gray can play and Jody Fordson can play. Yeah. And has got that basketball background. So, like, you look at the, the you know, that situation because Travis Kelsey, the greatest tight end ever, it's not going to be forever. So, yeah. who is behind him? This is very important for dynasty formats, for fantasy players. Donald Parham. Mm-hmm. I still have love for Adam Shaheen. Mr. Chipotle is super, oh. super deep. Going, we're going deep, Bloom. That's what you yeah. said. We do it all. We do everybody. Um, like uh, Chris Myrick with the Giants. Mm-hmm. I know it's not all about Daniel Bellinger there. So uh, keep an eye on that situation. I love Kenny Yaboa. Still kicking yeah. in the league, yeah. mostly a receiver, and it's with the Jets are kind of a cluster there. Yeah. Um, I would love Tyree Jackson to be like mm. the Logan Thomas. I would love it, dude. And I love Dallas Goddard, who obviously isn't on this list, but like Tyree Jackson, uh, my man Dalton Keene is there as well. Yeah. Well, back. I talked to him the day the Broncos cleaned their lockers out, and I was like, Are you signing a future deal here? He's like, No, nah, I'm probably gonna go back to Philadelphia. He's back in Philadelphia. Tyree Jackson there, that converted quarterback, though, I would love him to be the Logan Thomas. It would be such a great story. Yeah. Speaking of Logan Thomas, the guys behind him are interesting. Sure. John Bates is interesting. Yeah. Um, Armani Rogers is interesting. Cole Turner is interesting. Uh, Tampa Bay's got some interesting guys there as well. I love Chiggy. Chiggy's Okonkwo. Sure. He's not even on this list because Chiggy is so God-blessed. He's so God-blessed good. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, let's just go over this. Cause yeah. tight end is, is, uh, there's a lot kind of where we just get, uh, verbal diarrhea. We're just like, it's everybody. There's it's so many, over the place. It is, there's uh, so many, so many. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys is, can ascend really quickly. Um, so there's all these rookies, like you said, the instant intact rookies, and this is just being thorough. Look, I know that you think they shouldn't be out there, but just make sure you mentioned a lot of them. Bellinger, Oconquo, likely Jelani Woods, Jelani Woods looked like he really deserved to get a lot more work last year. Um, Kate Otten, Trey McBride. Trey McBride had a big game at the end of the year. A couple of free agents. This is Snorkel. A couple of free agents. Uh, Mike Kosicki, just check. Just check. It's going to go somewhere that hopefully wants to use him more than Miami did. And Foster Moreau. And we've been talking about Foster Moreau as a, a starter once yes. he gets to a second contract yes. somewhere. Uh, Scuba at tight end. Well, Kylan Granson. And Frank Reich's not there anymore. I almost feel better about Granson if he got traded to Carolina because Frank Reich really loved it. Kylan Granson, pure pass catching tight end. Brevin Jordan, again, hey, oh, Brevin Jordan. The passing game's going to get a lot better in Houston. Really, I should move Brevin Jordan up to snorkel. Noah Gray, you mentioned uh, uh, Noah Gray and Jody Fortson. You mentioned Jake Ferguson. Got to mention Peyton Hendershot, though. Peyton Hendershot can play. Uh, and Jake Ferguson, see, wasn't the Jake Ferguson pick like, we're not going to pay Dalton Schultz? Like, we know yes. that we're going to yes. franchise him and we know that Dalton Schultz is going to want too much money. So, we're going to draft Jake Ferguson, who can do a pretty good Dalton Schultz impression. James Mitchell, James Mitchell got on the field a little bit. Remember, if his knee was healthy this time last year, maybe there was something there. So you mentioned the Jets, you mentioned Yubo, I mentioned Jeremy Ruckert too. A lot of people yeah. really loved him as a prospect. Yes. I mean, it was a solid class last year that outperformed expectations. This year's class can be even better. Yep. Uh, Tom, Tommy Tremble. And I'm bringing up Tommy Tremble just because we should be open to the Panthers getting more out of the tight end position with Frank Reich. That's all. And Tremble's that guy. Tremble could be like a, a Will Disley. Yeah. 
could probably mm-hmm. do a Will Disley impression. Yeah. Um. Uh. Down on submarine, some names. You know, again, Harrison Bryant. You got to wait for Harrison Bryant to be a free agent next year. He's behind David Njoku, although Njoku isn't necessarily known for staying healthy. Donald Parham, right. you mentioned, speaking about not being known for staying healthy. Um. Cole Turner, oversized wide receiver. <laughs> How many Indianapolis tight ends are we gonna have here? Andrew Ogletree. Mm-hmm. Andrew Ogletree was gonna play a role for that team last year, folks. Yep. Andrew Ogletree has got game now. Again. I don't know what the new regime is going to think of Andrew Ogletree. He's another pure pass-catching tight end, small school guy. And uh, again, Philadelphia, how many Philadelphia tight ends? Let's add Grant Calcaterra. Let's add him. He did get on the field last year. Remember, there was a time that Grant Calcaterra was the number one tight end in his class. Then he retired because of concussions. And the uh, Eagles liked him enough to take him in the sixth round, made the team, got on the field. Now, I know it's Dallas Goddard's show there, but they have a lot of guys there so a lot of guys at tight end always we get most excited this is a fun topic because see i think it just intersects with the original thing that makes us love fantasy football or some of us i'll speak for myself it's just that desire to learn and want to know more and the Mm -hmm. more you know about these guys when you start seeing news out of otas when you start seeing news out of training camp and you have the background it starts with the draft it starts with your football guys rookie guide join.footballguys.com slash rookie guide free uh, and if you subscribe you'll get the updates and you definitely should pay for matt waldman's rsp if you're still listening to the show right now you're still you're furiously jotting down names or something yeah. you have to get an rsp go to mattwaldman.com get your rsp because that's where it starts you know the backstory Yes. Right, you know the players, you know their strengths and weaknesses, you know how they ended up where they ended up in college, etc. Some of their personal details and things like that. So you have the backstory, then you find out where they get drafted, or if they go undrafted, where do they sign? How do they do in their first camp? And it adds so much richness. This is why you got to play IDP fantasy football. We'll get you over one of these days. We'll get you huh. over to IDP. <laughs> uh, Gary Davenport just uh, made a big move for idp players out there that now it's just edge we're not going to split into defensive end and linebacker anymore which is going to be really really good anyway uh it adds so much richness the more you know right nbc or something like that Mm -hmm. the more you know about these players the more you understand that it's not just a name it's not just a number it's not just some some statistics or measurables or a draft status or a salary it's a person it's a player and especially see what's another thing we keep bringing up on the show changes in coaching right changes where someone who didn't really get a look with the previous regime might get a look with the new regime so it continues to be in motion that's what keeps us coming back and of course what keeps us coming back is we love football we love the sound of our own voices we love hanging out in the yellow boxes and we love the chat room we love our people it's so wonderful that it's a thursday in, in march and we're hanging because it's about community and i'm so proud to be part of this community i'm so proud to be part of football guys i hear people talking about our youtube channel you know alfredo kyle yates kyle yates kyle yates is part i got of kyle yates guys. everybody mm-hmm. yeah you know so many people jeff bell so many people doing such great work at football guys i'm prouder than ever to be part of this team well, and you've riled up the old man inside of me, Bloom, uh, not just because I'm forgetting where players went to college, but um, <laughs> it's about, God bless, I I need to have a channel where I can cuss. Sorry, Joe, 
Sergio Plus. You, yeah, Sergio Plus. There you go. You employ someone from the country where we work in uh, profanity, like uh, uh, artists works yeah. in uh, oils uh, yeah, and, yeah. and watercolors. But anyway, um, it's about the effing players. Yeah. Okay, it's glory to the players, glory to the game. And the problem in this industry is you get too many slappies who come in thinking it's about them. Look at how much I know. Look at who I talk to. It's not about you, bro. Um, and people have been there before you. And people have done that before you. It's about the players. Andrew brings it up in the chat room. I love the stories of the players, yeah. the backgrounds of the players. The, the trials and tribulations that they had to go through. The yeah. Pop Warner practices that they're stepmom had to drive yeah, them to and she was she was working three jobs and whatever yeah. like those stories are what drives our love of football and that's what it is about it's not about you or me or any other analyst i was right i told you exactly i said it and then blah 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 blah, blah. like i i should call him out i should call lunchbox out um i'll just use his nickname but I still remember that dinner. Uh, I think it was the shrine. And the, so we're sitting around and it's like, who, you know, going over who we've been wrong on. And we got to lunchbox. And he's like, I've never been wrong on anybody. Oh. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, are you? Uh, it's the stories. It's the players. It's glory to them. Okay. And that's why we get excited when we talk about a Tyree Jackson or something. Yeah, because it's that process, it's that story, it's that fight. It is tough to make it in the NFL, dude. It is yeah. tough to stay in the NFL. It's tough to get there, but once you're there, just to be able to stay there is incredibly tough. So it's yeah. never about I was right and I told you. It's about me, me, me. them. Yeah, it's about and, the players. And see, so I'll, I'll I'll end on this note. Uh, you you got the inspirational juices flowing to me too, because um, I mentioned Edna Carr. You know, I mentioned players that come from tough, tough backgrounds, really mm -hmm. tough backgrounds. Like, you don't even know how tough. You have no idea. Players that have seen seen their friends die. Players that know that anybody that you see today, you might not see tomorrow. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before, and I think it still applies. He's, I think that professional football, much more than other sports, continues to be one of the last outposts of the true American dream. The true American dream. If you believe in yourself, if you work hard enough, if you stay focused on the right things, you can make it. You can defy, you can transcend, you can transcend where you came from. You can transcend the lack of expectations. You can transcend people saying you're never going to amount to anything. You can transcend the number of people in your family or in your community that don't even make it to 18 or 21 or don't even make it to 18 or 21 without being incarcerated or something like that. It is truly a place where dreams come true. And that's why when we bring up these guys that are on their fifth team in the last three years, bouncing between practice squads, some of those guys make it. James Harrison's going to make the Hall of Fame. He's going to do it. I'm going to be there for it. He's going to Canton. <laughs> it can happen. Lance Moore, you know. Mm -hmm. There are players. Andrew Hawkins. Oh, Andrew. Ah, I love Hawk. Nothing but love, love for Hawk. Yeah. Um, there are players that get to points in their career where all they have is their belief in themselves and maybe some of the people around them that believe in them. That's all they have because the NFL continues to try to tell them, you don't belong. And they say, no, I belong. And some of those players 
you know, really say God bless them, you know, mm-hmm. because it is a place where dreams can still come true. And some of the players we talk about on this show are those players that are still chasing their dreams. And what did Casey Kasem say? Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Yeah, let's keep reaching for the stars. <clears throat> He's Sigmund Bloom. I'm Cecil Lammy. We are the Audible. Thanks, everyone. Do all the YouTube things, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, and we appreciate you very much. We appreciate this game. Just remember that. And if you see some slappy on Twitter saying, I told you, like, just tell them it ain't about you, bro. It's yeah. about the players. So, so many things I could say, Bloom. I will save those for another time. Hey, you Sigmund. I am Cecil. Follow us. Do all those things. Thank you very much. Be safe. Be kind. Know that you are appreciated. Stay tuned. And as always, please stay frosty. Your wayward pinky is grotesque.